progress. I'm 903 years old, and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all 6 billion people on the planet below. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Feliz... No, I can't pronounce that. I won't even try. Feliz Navidad... No, I'm not going to try. We've made it. We have reached Christmas Eve with the final episode of the Pop Goes the Tam Tam Advent Special. Yes, I can kind of see what you're thinking. You're thinking, hang on, there are 24 days of the Advent. How come you've only done nine episodes? Well, there are only nine Christmas specials if you exclude the ones that happened in the new year and also the regeneration ones. Before I actually open door number nine, I just want to take a moment to thank all my wonderful contributors to these Christmas special episodes. Thank you to... Carlin Jones from at Starfighter for Movie Review Podcast. Thank you to Jack. Thank you to Lance from the Conversations at Eagle Mountain Podcast. And a very, very, very special thank you to Tamsin's mum. I literally could not have put these podcasts together without all of your help. You've been absolutely fantastic. So without further ado, let's get door number nine open. Some clues for this episode are a selection of disembodied heads, a stolen diamond and the roots of the sunset. That's right, I'm going to be discussing the 12th Doctor Christmas special, The Husbands of River Song. Can I help you? Yes, are you the surgeon? Close enough, why? There's a medical emergency. Do I know you? You most certainly do not. My husband is dying. That's your husband? Is there a problem? For this final episode, I thought I'd do something a little bit different and it's just me. That's right. I'm going to be sharing some of my thoughts on this episode. However, I do like my special guest music, so I might just include that here. Putting my cards on the table... I have to say that The Husbands of River Song is one of my favourite Christmas specials, if not my favourite Christmas special, which considering some of the highlights and lowlights that we've been treated to during these episodes, I think might be a little bit surprising as in terms of the plot, there's a lot less going on than, say, something like Voyage of the Damned or A Christmas Carol. However, the reason why I really like this episode is 
the fact that it perfectly mirrors the first time that we meet the character Professor slash Doctor River Song in the series four two-parter Silence in the Library. When we're first introduced to the character of River, she appears to have a lot more knowledge and information on who the Doctor, played by David Tennant, is. And there's something of a mystery about her that's left open even after her death at the end of the episode, which is basically, who was she and how did she know so much about the Doctor? Well, we've gone on a long journey with River now and we've had these questions answered for us. However, what I really love about this episode is that technically, as an audience, this is the last time that we will see River to this date, which is 2022. However, the actual last time that she will see the Doctor or be alive is the first time we meet her in the library episode. And what's so interesting about this episode is that it turns everything on its head And because River doesn't recognise the 12th regeneration of the Doctor, for the first time, the Doctor has a little bit more information than River. And I thought it was really playful and a really nice way to conclude things with this iconic character. Hello. You don't look much like your pictures. Well, that's an ongoing problem for me. Doesn't look very impressive, does he? Nardole, what have you brought to my doorstep? I've had a haircut. This is my best suit. It's not even a suit. Do I know you? You most certainly do not. And now that you've met me, you'll do your very best to forget me. River! Oi! Doctor Song to you. Sometimes Professor, but mainly Doctor. Don't use my name, ever. How do you know me? Well, it's a tiny bit complicated. People usually need a flowchart. I've skipped over the plot a little, but really the main pull of this Christmas special is that for the first time we get to see River Song operating alone without the Doctor, or at least she thinks she's without the Doctor. And I think it gives a really interesting insight into this character that we have actually spent a good chunk of time watching. And without the Doctor by her side, I think for the first time, we actually get a glimpse of who River Song really is. And that the tension in her relationship with the Doctor is that she appears to need to feel as if she needs to be exciting and interesting but never worried really and never concerned and always with this bluff bravado and that that's the version of her that the doctor is most interested and attracted to but in this Christmas special, we actually see River with her guard down 
because she can't find the doctor and the person that we actually see for the first time is someone that we've glimpsed occasionally in other episodes but she appears to be quite a sad person. Firstly she's in love with someone who she knows can never love her back or at least she thinks they can't love her back and secondly she is concerned about her future. I think at this point she knows that her story may be coming to an end because in one line when they're actually in the restaurant on the ship she says that she takes her diary along with her for reading and when the doctor asks her why does she look so sad she says that the person who gave it to her i.e the doctor is the sort of person who would know how long a diary needs to last and essentially she's concerned about what her future will look like and I feel like I never really understood River's character previously in other episodes. For me I kind of always felt like I wish we had never got more information about River. I sort of always wished that she had been a one-off guest character that appeared in the two-parter in series four and that there was always this mystery about her and if Alex Kingston would be at some point returning to the show because it's such a confounding and interesting character and Alex does such an amazing job with the role. However, when we got to know more of River, I didn't really understand where she was coming from. That might be a personal level, but I never thought she had the impact that she had in those first two episodes. I especially didn't like the way her life seemed to pivot entirely around the Doctor in a way that wasn't healthy or inspiring. And in the end, in my opinion, River actually became quite a one-note and one-dimensional character. And it's really Alex Kingston's portrayal that raises it above this and makes it something quite interesting to watch. This episode also gave us some insight not only into River Song as a person but also we got insight into how she views the Doctor and in the episode it's revealed that she views the Doctor as a damsel in distress, as someone who she has to save and who always needs rescuing. And actually, from her perspective, that is spot on. He is a damsel in distress. It was great fun to see the Doctor portrayed in this way, in a true way, I would say, because you cannot let the Doctor out on their own for too long. They will touch something, they will fall through the floor, something will happen. 
they are the universe's most accident prone person and they really need someone to look after them and without the constant roster of companions by now the doctor would be long dead <laughs> apologies for the sinister sounding laughter what's the book oh it's my diary one should always have something sensational to read on a spaceship is it sad <laughs> why would a diary be sad i don't know it's just that you look sad it's nearly full so the man who gave me this was the sort of man who'd know exactly how long a diary you were going to need This Christmas special was also essentially a two-hander between Peter Capaldi and Alex Kingston and I just want to say why are Peter Capaldi and Alex Kingston not playing a couple? Why are they not playing the parents? of some supernatural 20-something or superhero. It feels like we're missing an opportunity to have this couple that constantly bickers with one another while their child flies around the room and they do not pay any attention. <laughs> Casting agents, get on this because their chemistry is fire. The ending, the end scene, I mean, it is something to behold. And they both never fail to bring their A-games. But in this, I just think they are so evenly and equally matched. You get the sense that both of them perfectly know who their characters are. And they lean into it so well. And it's just a joy to behold. We're also treated for the first time to the Doctor learning really about the nature of his relationship with River Song from River's perspective, how she views their relationship and what comes out of that is that for the first time he sees and acknowledges what a magnificent bastard he's been to her throughout the years, the decades, the centuries. The fact that he's always been emotionally unavailable and kept her dangling on a string for him and always wanted her to perform for him. And for the first time he sees what that costs and he sees and he doesn't like it and I would say from the moment where they're in the first restaurant on the spaceship the despot spaceship let's call it he really I think decides to change I think until this point it had been all fun and games trying to get River to realize that it's him and it's been sort of one long extended gag for him but when they're sat at that table and he can see that you know the emotional toll that this has taken on her 
I think he decides then that he's actually going to try. Because finally, in the Husbands of River Song, River Song gets the husband that she actually deserves. The doctor 100% commits to her by the end of the story. He puts aside the concerns of the galaxy and for the first time ever, he just focuses on one person, which is River. That's what she deserved. Because if you look at her relationship with the 11th Doctor, he always kind of kept her at arm's length. He never really reciprocated the depth of feeling that she felt for him because he couldn't articulate the way he felt about her because he was still getting to know her. And also, I think there's an element of protection because as we know, the Doctor knows exactly what is going to happen to River Song in the future and there's nothing he can do to stop that from being her eventual destiny. So there's a level of, I'm going to protect myself from this eventual loss that I know is coming down the track. And River actually imparts and teaches the Doctor that happily ever after is not ever after. It's literally, we're happy together. We're happy that we've had this time to be together, which is an important lesson that the Doctor takes away from this. I also think it's interesting to watch the 12th Doctor finally make peace with the loss of River Song. Throughout the episode, they kind of tease the singing towers of del- I can't even say the word, delirium. Anyway, there are these singing towers on this planet that the Doctor and River have never visited, although she's always wanted to go. And there's a legend about the last time that they see each other is on this planet and he has essentially made a booking to a restaurant on the planet and he has never shown up once. They've never ever gone there and as the spaceship they're on is crashing, which planet are they crashing into? Of course, it's the one I can't pronounce. (laughs) And you see him go through the stages of grief until he finally reaches acceptance that he is going to lose her but it doesn't have to be as awful as he thinks it's going to be and I think it's important to note that this Christmas special is the first one after series nine so in series nine we lost the companion Clara Oswald and although she doesn't appear in this episode and although he can't really remember who she is her loss kind of informs on the way the doctor handles the situation with river and that he finally makes peace with the fact that he can no longer control or keep at bay this situation that he's been trying to hold back for such a long time. We even learn in a conversation that River's over 200 years old. So he potentially could have been keeping this off 
for 200 plus years, which is a long time to not show up for a date. And I can't believe River put up with it. I personally would not put up with it. If you are even a second late for a date with me, forget about it. <laughs> that makes me sound like I actually go outside and meet people. <laughs> Just like how Clara Oswald's death informs upon series nine and this Christmas special, I would go so far as to argue that the death of River Song becomes the defining aspect of the 12th Doctor's series 10 finale era. It informs everything. The memory and the spirit of her character is with him every step of the way and he really is a grieving spouse. Times end, River, because they have to. Because there's no such thing as happy ever after. It's just a lie we tell ourselves because the truth is so hard. No, Doctor. You're wrong. Happy ever after doesn't mean forever. It just means time. Little time. That's not the sort of thing you could ever understand, is it? So far, you've probably been listening to this episode thinking, wow, that sounds depressing. People dying, grief. I mean, really, all the Christmas specials have been essentially about grief for one reason or another. But this special is not just quite profound for the characters. But it's also funny. And I think the funniest inclusion into this is the inclusion of Matt Lucas as Nardole. Yes, this is where we first meet Nardole and his famous invisible hair. Now, I've got to admit, I said this back in the Doctor Mysterio episode. I didn't think much of Nardole upon this first introduction but having watched it again and having the prior knowledge of what is going to happen to his character in series 10 and how he's going to be part of this awesome TARDIS crew with this Jiminy Cricket style persona I have to say, I'm so glad that Stephen Moffat decided to bring him back because he's just a delight. Matt Lucas takes a character that could be really cringy, could be really forgettable and makes it into someone that is just so fantastic and that you really connect with and care about or at least that's how I feel about Nardole. There are also bonus points in this episode for whoever had Jealous Doctor on their bingo card. That's right, we don't often get a really jealous doctor because the character's so used to being the centre of everyone's attention. But we got Jealous Doctor, the like of which we've not seen since Series 8 and Clara Oswald got a boyfriend, Danny Pink. 
That's right, this is caretaker style levels of jealousy as the doctor is introduced to more and more of River's husbands that aren't him. And I am here for it. I absolutely loved the arm folding and the fact that all the toys were pushed out of the pram. I actually hope that we get more Jealous Doctor. I want Jealous 14th Doctor. I want Jealous 15th Doctor. Just give us Jealous Doctor. <laughs> this might be an alarming question in the circumstance, but you really do think I'm a surgeon, don't you? Oh. Okay, calm down. Keep it together. Don't make puddles. Surgeon, attend your patient. Now, I'm just going to swap my heads. See what I did there? Because the head, no, okay. Tried a thing. Not sure if it worked. If you laughed, it did. If you stared into space and went, why am I listening to this? It obviously didn't. I won't know. <laughs> I wanted to talk about River's wardrobe in this episode. We get some sensational looks from Professor Slash Doctor Song. My personal favourite is the red and black feather number that she wears at the end of the episode. I also really love the Father Christmas fake out style cape that she wears when we first meet her. River's outfits are usually on point. Don't talk to me about camouflage and I'm not totally on board with the old denim number that she wears either. But her dresses are usually sensational. And with a little bit of a plug for the blog, The Ultimate Guide to the Fashion of Doctor Who, I've actually tracked down most of the dresses that she wears in this episode so I will be putting a link on the official Instagram so that you can see those articles and find out where the dresses are from because that's what I'm here for. Now I'm just going to take a minute to get this head off because it's itchy so bear with me one moment while I slip into something more comfortable. Go on why don't you? A river. Two hearts, stupid clothes, you can't miss him. River. Go on, scan the whole parsec, he's not here. God knows where he is right now, but I promise you, he's doing whatever the hell he wants and not giving a damn about me, and I'm just fine with that. When you love the Doctor, it's like loving the stars themselves. You don't expect a sunset to admire you back. And if I happen to find myself in danger, let me tell you, the Doctor is not stupid enough or sentimental enough, and he is certainly not in love enough to find himself standing in it with me. I draw this final episode to a close. I feel like watching so many Christmas specials back to back has really personally given me some insight into what I would like to see going forward now that we know that we're going to be getting Christmas specials back again. So firstly, I kind of hope 
that we don't get any more it's got to be linked to Christmas do something about Christmas and instead of the constant barrage of exploding Christmas trees absolutely deranged Papa Crimbo's we get a 45 minute episode or an hour episode that's just really interesting fun to watch expansive that's really what I want from these Christmas specials moving forward just because it's Christmas doesn't mean it needs to be Christmas (laughs) Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom.